What's up, Super Nerd Pals? This is Chris Sampson. Before we roll out our special Fallout 4 episode, we wanted to give you all a quick update and apology. We recorded this episode a week and a half ago, but due to severe technical difficulties, the episode couldn't be edited and published on time. And since Thanksgiving is right around the corner, we decided to publish the episode for this week, and we will resume with our normal podcasting schedule on December 2nd. Uh, that's Wednesday with episode 42. Just a warning, in the last 45 minutes of this episode, you start to hear this staticky clicking noise. Uh, in our original recording, we used a program called Zencaster, but it cut out the latter half of Stan and Andy's audio. And all we had left was the backup audio, which still had that audio glitch. Unfortunately, it was too difficult to edit out completely. So we apologize greatly for the inconvenience and the audio quality and we'll take pains to make sure the technology doesn't decide to act up again in the next episode. Anyway, that's it for housekeeping. We wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Next week we will return with episode 42 where we'll catch up on comics and TV and we'll spin more tales of adventure and danger from the wasteland. Enjoy episode 41 of Super Nerd Pals, Super Vault Boys. It is now the year 2077. We stand on the brink of total war. And I am afraid. For myself. For my wife. For my infant son. Because if my time in the army taught me one thing. It's that war. War never changes. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 41 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host this week. My name is Stan Gadurski. Joining me this week, as always, Andy Carasquillo. What's up, guys? And Chris Sampson. Hey, guys! Alright, before we start, I just want to say one thing real quick. I was looking over our Super Nerd Pals reviews on iTunes. You know, the reviews for our our show on, 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 on our show. The reviews on iTunes, the one that you can go to when you go to iTunes and they can review us and give us five stars, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right, so I was looking at it and we have exactly one review, okay? We have one review and it's five stars. You know what that means? We're perfect. Super Nerd Pals is the only podcast in history to have a 100% success rate with five star ratings. (laughs) We are perfect. Unanimous five star approval. Totally, totally not one-sided. Super Nerd Pals, your number one five-star rated, 100% success rate podcast. The ratio is perfect. We're S-ranked. That's what we are. We are batting a thousand. Perfect. There you go. But if you want to make us even more perfect, leave an amazing review for us because you love us and we love you guys. Rate us five stars so we can keep the streak going. 
Indeed. We're gonna We're build building a, a dynasty, dynasty here. Yes. Jinx. Jinx knock on wood. You can't talk for the rest of the show, Chris. Turn off your browser. Go home. <laughs> this this podcast is. <laughs> now you broke it. Uh, now you owe me a soda. I'm a rebel. <laughs> you owe me a Nuka Cola. Quantum. Well, they're selling oh, those now. I like. <laughs> They're selling them at, what, like Target, I think? Alright, hold on, hold on. Can I fucking rage about this real quick? Really, really Rage quick. away. Yeah, go Really ahead. quick. So, Tuesday morning, Targets were selling Quantum. So, I was like, fine, okay, whatever. I'll go to Target. Went to Target. Went to Target at 8 fucking 30 in the morning. They said that they were going to do one per customer. Why did I watch some douchebag buy 24 in front of me and the guy told me we're sold out? Yeah, no fucking shit you sold out. You sold 24 to this fucking guy. Uh, I'm so pissed. So, and, and you know I what's going to happen? Out. They're going to scalp every single one of them. All yeah, a case of 12, a 12, uh, 12 pack? Yeah, 12 pack of Quantum. They're selling on eBay for $1,000. See, see, Stan, Stan and I, like a couple weeks ago, we just had this giant tirade against this culture of scalping it happened with pepsi perfect it happened with the usa today edition of back to the future 2 and it happened with star wars tickets and now it's happening with nuka cola and it's this is a travesty and i hate you all you stupid scalpers you're greedy and i hope you get eaten by a rad roach <laughs> just one just, just one, one a just giant one. one. Real hungry rat roach. Uh, that's all it takes. It'll be slow and incruciating and full of horrible green radioactive goo, and you, you just die slowly. I gave up after Pepsi Perfect. Once those things went away, I'm like, I'm never, I'm never Jones, gonna. Jones, Jones Soda did assure that um, they're gonna re-release the product soon. The thing is, is that you make it retail exclusive to like only a specific chain of stores, and then you only make a certain amount. It's gonna go away. Just fucking sell it wherever. Sell it wherever. You know what's what's even more funny is that um, the way that Jones Soda ships to their retailers is they ship in the little like twelve pack casing that they that they throw out. Someone has the casing and is selling just the empty cardboard box with the ripped plastic for uh, for like thirty to fifty dollars. Why? But does it have like exclusive fallout art on it or something all, all it says it's it's a plain white box and it says jones jones's quantum or some something weird like that Jeez. well i guess people have disposable income so they can spend it however they like but that's that's pretty ridiculous Listen, all you gotta do is you gotta go and you gotta buy a fucking blue bubblegum flavored Jones soda, and then you just change the, the label to Nuka Cola. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. That's exactly what Jones did. Yeah, it's just a different label. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it tastes exactly the same. It's the same exact flavor. It's blue bubblegum. That's it. Yeah. Just pretend you're drinking a quantum. <laughs> Even better, make your own quantum at home and add, like, I don't know, vodka or something. Actually, uh, one of my friends. To celebrate Fallout's midnight release, he made he took a bunch of Coca-Cola bottles, and he printed out his own Nuka-Cola stickers, put them on the bottles, and just gave them out to people who were buying. See, the that's game. a smart thing to do. That's like the right thing to do. I did something similar, but not with uh, Fallout Four. It was it was for one of my friends' his birthday party. Like uh, it was when the Call of Duty Black Ops came out, 
and we were playing zombies all the time. That's how we became best friends over the summer. For his birthday, uh, I threw him a surprise uh, Black Ops zombie birthday party where we played zombies in real life. Like he came up to his room and all of us were inside and we were dressed as zombies and had we had Nerf guns all over his apartment. And he came in and there was like music blasting and we gave him a Nerf gun and he started shooting the zombies. And part of the, I guess, like the ambience, um, I took a whole bunch of Jones soda and took off the labels and hand drew all like the perk bottles. And oh my god, yeah, so it was really cool. So we had, we had like, um, oh god, it's been so long since I played zombies, like, uh, Juggernaug, uh, quick double tap, uh, the purple one. I basically had the entire color spectrum as, as bottles, it was pretty awesome. So that's what you do, kids, you know, just. Boss and Jones, print them out, draw them, get creative, and you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on eBay. And don't don't be don't be a douchebag scalper. That too. Don't, don't do that. That too. It's not cool. It's not. See, I feel like I feel like I'm finally done with this whole like amiibo crisis of scalpers. There's no more amiibo scalping. Like it's fucking amazing. This is perfect. This is what. Do you, you mean you can go out and buy a Me Too right now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you have any? I have one. You have nice. one? Personally? Uh, personally. But like in the My store? Job? Uh, we have like a good four. Also, Toys R Us got a huge shipment of Villager Amiibos. You can go to Toys R Us right now. They have a bin full of Villager Amiibos. That's all well and good, but I'm thinking about Mewtwo right now. <laughs> You ever see uh, uh like that? That's cute, but you ever see one that that, that seminal classic um, movie, that film, that perfect film called uh, Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo's Revenge. <laughs> you ever see that one? Of course. Yeah. So, so you know who's isn't in that? It, isn't it Mewtwo Strikes Back? Oh God, I don't know now. Mewtwo's Revenge is the other one. Oh, Mewtwo comes back! Wow, jeez. I don't know. He'll come back. A I don't lot. know. I guess we should uh, fact anyway. check that. Anyway. YouTube was in that movie. Remember that shit? Remember when he was in his armor and he like put push fuck did the force push on Gary Oak because like fuck that guy. So badass. Yeah. I I want armor Mewtwo as a Pokemon and in real life. They actually brought Mewtwo back in that um that Mega Evolution movie. You know you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Pokemon uh, Awaken something Awaken. Okay, so did you see that movie? Yeah, of course. Okay, were you aware that they changed Mewtwo's voice actor to be a woman? I am. It's a different Mewtwo. It's a different... How can you have a different fucking Mewtwo? Yeah, it's called... Uh, no! Pokemon... Sh- shut up! We're stopping the goddamn podcast <laughs> right now. Pokemon the movie, Mewtwo Strikes There's back. only one Mewtwo. How do you have two Mewtwos? There's like three different Mewtwos. How is there three different Mewtwos? This is Mew- some bullshit. Mew- this is the same bullshit. Mew- Mew- Mewtwo... they showed the fucking... No, shut up, Chris! <laughs> no! This is that same bullshit. I remember... You, you see the fucking second Pokemon movie? The one with the fucking Lugia? Yeah. Lugia's my favorite Pokemon, right? First of all. Second of all, there was an anime fucking episode of the Pokemon show. And, and Lugia... Yeah, Silver. Had like a fucking baby-ass Lugia. No! It's a fucking Silver. legendary. It can't have no babies. Ain't be no fucking Mew4 over there. Can't... No. <laughs> There's only one Mewtwo. That's it. Tell me fucking four Mewtwo's. What kind of bullshit is that? It's like... Why? I think there's three different ones. How is there three Mewtwo's? Wait, why? Explain this to me. Explain... Explain uh, fucking Pokemon lore to me right now. I don't... I don't know how to explain the legendaries. 
I can't explain the legendary. It's like me trying to explain to you why Ash is still 12. No, I know why. Because his fucking ho made him fucking immortal. immortal, Right? Like, because he fucking either that or or he's in a coma. He's in a coma from the first episode when he fell off his bike or some shit. Somehow. he he believes he's 10. Somehow, two seasons after he's with May. Yeah, two seasons, like two or three seasons after he's with May. He meets up with May. But when you check May's bio, at that second time they met up, May was like 15 or 14, and Ash was still 10. The fuck? I'm telling you, man, it's ho. I'm gonna go with the ho theory. That makes perfect sense. It's it's the rainbow glitter that comes off his ass, makes you immortal. (laughs) Okay, so I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm gonna sit here and listen, and you explain to me there's a Mewtwo, why there's four of them. Hold on, I have to Google which Mewtwo's. Um, Apparently, it's just a wild Mewtwo. Like, what the, the fuck are you talking about? There's a wild Mewtwo. There's no <laughs> wild Mewtwo's. You gonna tell me this? Okay, so there are two different scientists that work worked on the Mewtwo experiment, and one of them being uh, Doctor Fuji, and the other one is I don't know uh, Generic Jack Scientists Co. And Wait, what? Generic, generic Jerk Scientists. Yeah. Co's. So, so, they, they fucking, they fucking made Mewtwo. I guess, okay, so I'm guessing what happens is that they took Fiji's formula of how he created Mewtwo, and they tried to recreate Mewtwo. The one that Giovanni has is, is, that's Mewtwo. Is that Dr. Fuji's Mewtwo? That's Dr. Fuji's Mewtwo. So I guess this other Mewtwo is other Mewtwo. So is this like Les Enfants Terribles but with fucking Mewtwo's now? Is there three Mewtwo clones running around and they're all like the, well, su- the sons of Mew? Technically like, there's two Mew clones running around which are Mewtwo's. No, I'm saying it's like it's like Mew is like Big Boss and and Mew's sons are, are Mew Enfants Terribles, right? I think it makes perfect Pretty sense. <laughs> Mew just needs an eye patch. Why the fuck is there two Lugias? That I cannot explain. I see, like, it doesn't make no sense. See, I don't know. Well, and then you gotta factor in the third Mewtwo. What third Mewtwo? <laughs> the third Mewtwo from Pokemon Origins. Which is just a Mewtwo chilling in the cave like No, you find that's them. that's just Earth 2 Mewtwo. <laughs> that's Earth. And Red is Earth 2 Ash. Red is fucking beast ass what Ash wanted to be. That's why he's Earth 2. They're the Golden Age. I like Barry Allen better. <laughs> All I have to say. You want the flash to face off against Mewtwo? Hell yeah! This is death battle material. Race around the world. <laughs> Yo, this whole fucking Pokemon business just derailed the whole show. You should just maybe live the lie. You should maybe live the lie. There was only one Mewtwo, and he like changed his voice or some shit. Why? Why would Mewtwo change his voice? Because he's psychic. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. You could change whatever voice is running through your mind. You could start thinking in Christopher Walken's voice if you want. <laughs> I do not want to think of that. One week later, anyway. we redubbed the entire YouTube movie with Chris- Christopher Walken. Anyway, let's move on. Comic books? You want to go to comic books? Yeah. Comic books? Comic books. Comic books? Yes. Comic books. Comic books. Comic books. Comic books. Comics. All right, so I'm going to start it off with my no comics this week. <laughs> It's a good way to start it off. It's all right. It's all right. All right, Chris. 
You have you have a full review. Yes, that, right? I have a full review, right. and then I have some quick notes I want to cover with three other ones. So in our new podcast section where we talk about comic book pools, we briefly touched upon the Goddamned, which is an image comic title, and I got really excited because it's a biblical apocalyptic comic, and as we all know, I love them to death, and I'm gonna keep telling you guys that. And this comic, wow, this was this was this turned out better than I thought it could be. So it's written by Jason Aaron and art by R.M. Guerra. It's this thick double issue. The beginning story is called "Before the Flood," and like like I said before. This is totally a post-apocalyptic, or not a post, but apocalyptic story. And I couldn't help but laugh because it's, it's basically Conan the Barbarian meets Mad Max. I mean, it seriously starts out like every Mad Max movie. So you have um, the main character, who's Cain, and Cain and Abel are the f- first sons, or the first children in biblical history, sired by Adam and Eve. And Cain is our... Mad Max archetypal character. So like the lone wanderer type. So it opens up. The spread is exactly like a Mad Max movie. Desert everywhere. There's death everywhere. And Kane, just like Max, he gets beaten up and he gets all of his stuff stolen. He's within an inch of his life, but he's like, no, fuck this. So he gets up and kills an entire tribe of barbarians and lays him the ways like seriously it's brutal like at least half of the comic is this really drawn out fight just him savagely killing these barbarians and it's amazing art's really good this guy is just he's just a freaking monster so then it establishes like the 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 pretext for the story how this takes place a thousand and six hundred years after adam and eve get kicked out of heaven or or out of paradise and how the entire world is this giant shithole where everyone's killing each other and the world's messed up. And they also live with like prehistoric creatures too. So like it's the actually the end it, or one of the end panels is um Kane about to face off against this giant dinosaur creature. So it's pretty funny. I mean uh so it, it gets it, it goes really liberal with biblical and historical stuff. It sets up an interesting premise because at the end of the issue who shows up but Noah, and Noah's like this badass barbarian king, as this is definitely not what I've expected. Uh, so this issue, this is it was really fantastic. You gotta take it with a grain of salt. It takes a lot of liberty with biblical narratives, but again, like most comics do, like Preacher or Constantine. But if you can let go of that, like it's a really fun tale. It's just Cain. He's he's just like he's just a wandering badass, and he's immortal. So all he does, aimlessly, is just fight and curse at God because he's angry at him for for being such a jerk, and he's not he's not afraid to tell God that. And it's just irreverent and amazing. I highly recommend it. This is such a great first issue, and I really can't wait to see what they do with Noah. And I want I want to see this go through the entire biblical things. I want to see how they do Moses and the revelations and the rapture and all that kind of stuff. I'm a big theology nerd. Not necess- I'm not necessarily religious, but I really am fascinated by like religious lore and narratives. And so I highly recommend this. So this is a five out of five bananas for me. For the other comics I'm going to briefly talk about, 
all new Wolverine number one came out, and I think it was a really strong issue. I'm really, I really like X23 or Laura as the new Wolverine. She brings a lot of new interesting things to the table. Like she's, uh, she's clearly not as experienced as Wolverine, so she's still trying to break into her own as an X-Men, but as well as trying to step out from the shadows as a se separate but still effective Wolverine. I just love how they bring back the yellow and blue costume. It's just so many feels of nostalgia. She looks really good in the outfit. It look it look it looks good on her. It looks it looks like she was like born to wear it, basically. Well, she was, because she's a clone of Logan, so she kind of was born to wear it. But it looks like it fits. She she wasn't really she wasn't really born. She was genetically made like Mewtwo. It really does fit. Like, I think she wears the costume even better than the original Wolverine. I really like this issue, too. I like I like that they're trying to, like, distance her from the Wolverine who's, like, bloodthirsty killer and just murders everyone. Yeah, for her, like, she... It's really interesting, like, they're trying to make her into... Well, not, not a pacifist, but, like, like a no-kill kind of hero. And... You know, I she's trying to no redeem herself kill, from her past. But, like, not needlessly murder, I think. Yeah. But it's really cool because it, it flows really well with her past narrative history. Because she was a former assassin and she was part of um, X-Force. So, like, the paramilitary squad of mutants who Wolverine is also a part of. And she's really trying to become a hero or live up to the name of a hero. I, I love this issue. And it's really cool. And it sets up an interesting, interesting enemy. So it's implied that she's fighting against agents who are affiliated, at least, or a part of the Weapon X program. Because the villain that she was trying to take down... No spoilers. Uh, um, it's, it's, well, it's very... Let's just say it's very closely related to like the Weapon X program. Yeah. Or it could be. And yeah, so I and I, I felt like this issue is a really good place to jump in because they set it up really well for the reader who may not have read all of X-Force or may not be familiar with X-23's narrative history. Like they establish the fact that she's a clone, that she's part of, she was part of X-Force. They did some really cool artistic choices to illustrate her how she's separated or how she's different from Wolverine. So one of the, one of my favorite scenes, she's riding on top of a drone and she's about to slide off and uh, she only has two claws in her hands. As she's sliding off, like a, a third claw pops out of her foot and that's, that's that's one of her main things. So I thought it was a really cool way to let the readers know who, who or how this new Wolverine works. The issue I, I had a problem with was her relationship with Angel. I just didn't feel like it felt like pretty forced and i didn't i didn't like angel that much in this in this issue like he was just constantly fussing over wolverine and she could take care of herself i don't know um that's just me i thought it was fine it's like it's young young angel from the original x-men lineup you know the all new all different x-men mm -hmm. and it, it it was more like I didn't get the sense that they were really in a relationship so much. I feel like they were like friends, and maybe more. It, it seemed like kind of romantic comedy esque, where he's like tapping her on the forehead 
and she's like, I didn't say stop. Because <laughs> he's like, I want to hug you or something, and he's like, don't, like, I'm still healing. So he just, like, pats her on the head. And, yeah. And I also, I, I like the um, the flashback with, with Logan, and I like the whole father-daughter almost scene that they share, where he's, give, like, teaching her some lessons about not necessarily being, like, a murder machine. I'm like... Yeah. And he's saying stuff like, well, you may not have my murderous intent, but you definitely have my stubbornness. And it's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, so... It was it was a good it was a good issue. I'm I'm interested in reading more of Wolverine. I think I like her better than Logan, honestly. I and almost no I have almost no interest in Logan as a character. Like I think he's cool, right? But it's not something that I want to follow. But Laura seems to be a character that I want to continue following. Do you think if she was the original Wolverine, like you would have you would have chose to follow her regardless? Uh, depends. Like, I, I like, I like her because she's, she's different than Logan, because Logan is really, like, this killing machine, and he's, I don't really know much about him, because I don't really follow, I don't really follow Wolverine so closely, so, I don't know. I don't, I also don't really know anything about Laura either, honestly, because I'm just so, I didn't know anything about X-Force, I'm kind of like... Like an X Men virgin, almost, and so like reading this stuff about her history, the X Force and stuff was was good to sort of catch me up, you know, because I'm I am jumping in blind to this series. So all I know about her is from like Marvel vs. Capcom three. That's that's basically it. Yeah, and that that's where she has like a like a just pretty much a jet black costume. But I love her in the Wolverine costume. She should wear this forever. Yeah, and I, I don't see a reason for them to stop having her be Wolverine anytime soon, considering Old Man Logan is in the universe, too, but he's not Wolverine. No, Old Man Logan should continue wearing his leather duster. And yeah, just there's being, no... With, like, regular Logan Max dead, Wolverine. there's just no reason to have anyone else be Wolverine. That's true. Yeah. You know, with uh, Hugh Jackman phasing out, I really, really want, like, an X-23... Wolverine character in the in the Fox. Maybe it'll happen. Um, X Men universe. It'd be so cool. Yeah. I don't know. And I want to see a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh well, if only Fox would hand over the rights to to Marvel, they could do something. I feel like Marvel Marvel could do a good job turning the Fantastic Four into like a Netflix series. Oh, hell yeah. Speaking of Netflix series, Jessica Jones starts on the 20th. Oh, wow. Oh, it's so close. I still haven't finished watching Daredevil. <laughs> how many How many episodes do you have left? She's like, oh, most of them. <laughs> how many episodes are in the season? <laughs> Twelve. All right, so like probably six, six, seven episodes I need to get through. Stan, what are you doing? This is, it's a hard life, man. There's lots of things going on. There's like it's just too much media to consume. Yeah, there's video games and shit, then there's comic books, and then there's like other TV shows to watch. And yeah. who has the time? I have some of the time. <laughs> no time. You make the time. But all right, so that was uh, all new Wolverine, uh, and then the last two, again, riding this train of Dark Side War, uh, the spinoffs. So I, I read Green Lantern and Shazam. 
And I felt like these were like the most optimistic and lighthearted of the issues. I mean, yeah, you got Bat God, who's super more grimdark than usual and, you know, waging a one-man war on crime. And he's using pre-crime as his modus operandi and he's kind of being a jerk about it. And then you have Flash, who's becoming the new Grim Reaper of the DC Universe. So this was a bit of levity. Uh, so for Green Lantern, what happened when Darkseid died, uh, the mother box that was commanding them empowered his armies. They wage an assault on Oa and attack all the Green Lantern Corps. And they, they, the mother box fuses with the Green Lantern power battery. So Hal Jordan's the last Green Lantern, and the Mother Box is only—it's only doing this to seek a new master. And Green Lantern accepts the power temporarily because all the Parademons—they turn his former allies into Green Lantern-powered Parademons. The hook for this issue, because each each Dark Side War issue, they introduce the concept of godhood and they test like how each would react and especially in terms of what what it means to be human so for Hal Jordan how they intertwine this with his new god powers was it was reflecting back to a giant crisis of faith that he had as a kid when his father died in the the test plane crash accident in experiences as a god, he realized that the Justice League aren't meant to be gods. He's going to make that his mission. Specifically, he's going to try to stop Batman because he's going down a dark path. And Hal Jordan believes that, you know, the Justice League shouldn't be gods. That's what Hal got out of this experience. And he also had the chance to use his powers to help younger self in the past, like to learn how to cope with his issues of faith. So it was a pretty it was a pretty heartwarming issue. It was pretty optimistic and I, I guess it's it's keeping with Hal Jordan's character. Um, because I would I would be, I mean I, as much as I would love to see Hal Jordan become like a badass god who but it, it just kinda wouldn't fit. With Shazam, it wasn't so much as like a test of character, but just like a change in the status quo. So all you really need to know about Shazam is that four of the gods that power Captain Marvel's abilities, they get switched out with new gods. The entire issue is like a battle inside Billy Batson's head of him trying to gain control over these new gods. So I feel like, uh, at least for this one, everyone except Shazam or Captain Marvel They'll, co they'll go back to being like regular humans. There won't be new gods anymore. That's what I think. Except for Shazam because it, it establishes uh, a brand new set of moves and powers. And, and that's how it seemed to play off at the end of the issue. Again, out of all the Dark Side War new god stuff, I'm, I'm still really interested in Bat God. And I'm still really interested in Flash. And I think in the future, they're going to do a Lex Luthor one. Uh, I'm not sure what else. Oh, and I, I don't. As, as far as I know, Wonder Woman, she's not a new god yet. So I'm not sure if they're going to do anything with her.
I really hope they keep working with these stories like in the alternate universe because I think the writing's super strong on all the, the New God spinoff titles. So yeah, that's my wrap-up. Cool. Sounds like DC is doing a lot of God stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is all the all the fallout and tie-ins just related to the, the massive Dark Side War Shazam event. seems the most interesting because it's like he's relearning to use his powers again. Actually, it's really interesting. One of the, the gods that's possessing him is the father of Darkseid. And Billy Batson just takes him down like he's nothing. It was pretty epic. And then some, one of the other gods, he has like control over fire. So he now he, he now has pyrokinesis powers. And he has lightning powers. And Jeez. This dude sounds like he's fucking Cole from, from Infamous. Exactly. Uh, the thing is, like, he uh, he can't. He doesn't have like super strength. Wait, he kind of does, but he doesn't. And he can't fly anymore. So, uh, so he has to get used to that. That kind of sucks. I don't know. When you have the power of Darkseid's dad on your side, and you can like lay waste to people like a blink of an eye, I think I think you're good. <laughs> That's it for comics. How about you, Stan? All right. Uh, since we already talked about Wolverine, I have. Four comics. I'm going to go through them real quick. Starting with Thor's number four. This is a murder mystery. We talked about this before. Thor's trying to find who's been murdering all the Jane Fosters and Donald Blakes of Battleworld. Um, Chris, did you did you read this? Did you finish Thor's? I haven't yet. Sorry. Okay, so, so it's fine. Essentially, Thor is is looking... He finds out the, who the murderer is at the end of issue three, and so now he's sort of like having to go and bring him in like by the book by the book of the Thor police it's 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 a funny moment where Thor and teams up with unworthy Thor and he's like we're going to we're going to take him in as Thors instead of like as i guess outlaws which Thor is this one on this, the cover it's ultimate Thor he's the, he's he's the one who's leading the story for Thors and all the other Thors are kind of he looks fucked up. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty good issue. It sets up the final conflict in Secret Wars, and so it's important that if you're covering Secret Wars and you also want to read Thor's, that you read this first and then you start reading Secret Wars, because Jane Foster Thor finally shows up in this and like sort of shakes everyone's belief system in God Doom and is trying to convince everyone that he isn't the leader and he isn't everyone's father and they're all children of Asgard kind of thing. And so it's a cool issue. It wraps up the whole Thor cops storyline and it sets up the final battle for secret wars. And there's also a moment at the end that I won't spoil too much, but it, it's going to, ha- it seems like it'll have some sort of repercussions for the new uh, Marvel universe. So something happens at the end that seems to possibly, tie into the mighty thor which is i think starting next week so that was good um that's definitely a read if you're interested in secret wars the thor the thor's book has been really good in general so i just i just like the idea of thor's as cops that's just i would love and hammers as their badges yeah. and throg as the forensic science guy yeah just, everything about this perfect. series is like really good to me and I would love to see a continuation of Thor is just like they're continuing Web Warriors, which I also picked up this week. And 
if you are a fan of Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Verse, any of the Spider-Man tie-in shit, you should absolutely be reading Web Warriors. Um, it's It pretty much picks up from the Spider-Verse um, tie-in, Secret Wars, kind of. Um, not entirely, but it's, it's essentially the same lineup of heroes. You have Billy Braddock, who's Spider-UK. You have Anya who's the Spider-Girl of Earth-1616, the main Marvel Universe. You have Mayday Parker, Spider-Woman, you know, Spider-Girl. But she's Spider-Woman now because yeah. she's an adult. <laughs> but from the from the um, the universe where Peter Parker and Mary Jane had had a daughter. You have Paviter, who is Spider-Man from India. You have Spider-Man Noir, you know, Peter Parker from the 30s, who's really racist. <laughs> You have Spider-Gwen, because of course you do, and then you have Spider-Ham, who is a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. And there is... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Spider-Man's not here? No, but you know what? I I have a feeling that he's going to show up, because the the show kicks off with them going into the 60s Spider-Man universe again, and interacting with 60s Spider-Man and the 60 versions of the villains and like who, who sits behind the desk with a picture of himself on the wall <laughs> yeah listen this dude if he's not fucking egotistical I don't know what is it's just so funny because Gwen like jumps into like the office and Spider-Man just he's not even sitting at the chair he's like crouched behind the desk <laughs> with his picture on the wall and, and Gwen is just like what are you doing like it's just it's so funny um I don't recall um, Mayday Parker being a part of the Spider-Verse team, or... I know she was in the actual Spider-Verse event, but she didn't seem to be part of the Spider-Verse tie-in comic. I don't remember so well, but I don't think she was there. So it's really cool seeing her being a part of the team, and there's a lot of... Um, it, the, the issue opens up with them essentially saying that spiders aren't usually one to work together. They're usually loners, and so very. There's like it says there's forty thousand different kinds of spiders in the world, and like point oh five percent of them work together in a community. And this theme comes up throughout the issue where Spider-Man Noir and Spider and Mayday Parker is kind of like I don't see why we need to have a team. We have our own universes to take care of. We're all seasoned heroes. Why do we need to practice together? And so a lot of this is them kind of realizing that they might need each other. And especially so once you realize that um, there's apparently a new villain or new set of villains who can also jump through dimensions like like the Web Warriors. So it seems like they'll need a lot of help to take them out. And what I like about this is that they've, they've essentially, because you know the Inheritors from Spider-Verse and they had yeah. that whole base world. They basically moved in and that's like their <laughs> HQ now. And so that huge castle where oh, yeah, all... they have, like, the webs of time, right? Yeah, like, and so that yeah. huge castle that all the villains were in, that's, like, their headquarters now. And they just jump around to different universes to help out the the worlds that are without Spider-Man. The ones that, like, got killed. Spider-Man slash women. So they're, like, they're like they're kind of, like, time slash universe cops, but also Spider-Man and women. So they're protecting the the Earths that... Don't have Spider-Man slash women anymore. Yeah, the ones that don't, that like got killed or whatever. So they're they're jumping around and like preventing Peter or whoever alternate Spider persons villains would have been from like doing whatever the fuck they're gonna do. They're, essentially, they're think of them as the Green Lantern Corps except Spider characters. And instead of patrolling the universe or galaxy, they're patrolling like parallel dimensions. 
all different versions of Earth that they go to, and yeah, it's cool. It's a bunch of fucking that, Spider-Man cops. <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah. I I picked up Web Wars number one, but I haven't a chance to read it. But you're you're selling me on this issue. It's really good. I, no, I just I love the interplay between the different characters. I like that um, Gwen Stacy and Mayday Parker have like this this kind of friendship going on. They go to like lunch together to like chat, and they like leave the rest of the team behind. So they go they go I think to Mayday's universe, and they just go to have lunch. And I just I want to see. I think they're kind of keeping it separate a little bit. Gwen's role in Web Warriors from the actual Spider-Gwen issue. I haven't picked up the recent issue of Spider-Gwen, so I'm I'm not 100% sure. But I... She's she's definitely the same Gwen. It's not like a Mewtwo problem, where it's like 75 <laughs> versions of her. This is the same Gwen, Gwen Stacy, so she's, she's talking about her responsibilities in her home universe, and also her responsibilities as part of the, the Web Warriors. So it's, it's cool you get the whole interactions between the I team. I mean, she is one of... Actually, the only one from this uh, Spider Gang to like have their own spinoff comic, so or ongoing at the same time as Web Warriors. Yeah. So, and as you can tell, the the main Peter Parker is not. Part yeah, of the he's team. not in. So this is really much a lot of the the B and C versions of Spider Man teaming up, and like you have the whole spinoffs, and they're they're very much keeping away from. Um, other versions of I feel like as they build up to this final like enemy that you said that they were building up to um, they're probably going to wind up getting Peter Parker yeah because they did say that Peter Parker is like their their chosen leader yeah it's it's cool because it for for me it's like what I my favorite part of this is that one of my favorite parts of Spider Verse is that they were able to go anywhere and see any version of the alternate um, Spider Men and women. I'm gonna just call them Spider People. Spider. All these alternate Spider People. So this issue, this this series is also gonna have the same ability to go anywhere. So I I, I feel like we're gonna see more of Spider Man. I like feel it in my bones. I want him to come back, and it just. I am like really just interested in seeing where they take this series and how this team grows into like a bunch of people who are kind of like loners and their own people and then come together and be like this spider team. And um, what else was I gonna say? I was gonna say something that I fucking forgot. God damn it, Stan! I'm not really familiar with Web Warriors and stuff, but is there stuff like they fight every incarnation of Green Goblin or Venom or just Spidey's Rogues Gallery in general? That seems to be what they're doing. In so in this issue, they go to the '60s universe and they fight the '60s versions of, of the Sinister Six. Um, Peter's alive in that universe, but they're basically going there to go train because they know that none of the villains in there are, have the have the capacity to, to murder. So it, it's it's like fighting it's it's fighting live villains, but with no danger of like death. death. Oh. So it's like their version of the danger room. They just go to the 60s universe to like punch around a bunch of bad guys and to like That's train. Fantastic. Oh my so god. It's really good. And there's a there's a backup story of um um Lady Spider from the like the Victorian era Spider-Woman and she's kind of on to a different version of Essentially, there's a big conspiracy going on that that they just lay the the foundations for in this issue of these these interdimensional villains are stealing silver for some reason, and in Lady Spider's universe, she finds out that 
the villains are trying to steal silver also and she doesn't know why so for some, somehow all this stuff is connected but they they haven't gotten into it yet says web warriors one web warriors one was really cool um the other issue i picked up was secret war seven fucking finally um <laughs> this is this is taking too long um i feel like the last fucking time we talked about secret wars was like like three months I'm ago. I'm pretty sure it was summer. It was like hot out. I yeah. was like, I was sweating. <laughs> um, Secret War 7, this is the penultimate issue. They're setting up the events, the final battle, more or less, that we kind of know the outcome of because all these number ones are coming out and everyone seems to be fine. Cyclops is fine in X-Men. So I don't, because, spoiler alert, for like the first couple issues of Secret Wars, Cyclops gets killed. So I don't know if it's the same fucking Cyclops. I don't know if it's like a Mewtwo version of Cyclops, some shit. I don't know what's going on. So I'm hoping that I get some kind of answers of what's going on with the universe. The Marvel, like, multiverse or whatever the fuck by the end of the series. But essentially all the armies are getting together and they're, like, sort of marching on Doom's Castle. So every single Battleworld event, like, side fucking story. Like, for example, like, Maestro's story where he's like, I'm gonna go fucking take out Doom. He shows up here and he's like, I'm gonna fucking take out Doom. And then you have, like... All the Thors, and they're all, like, fighting in the war. Then you have all these, like, the different barons that, that Doctor Doom has. And they're, like, fight. They're infighting. They're fighting each other. Some of them are betraying Doom. Some of them are loyal to Doom. And you have all the 16, 16 heroes. 616 heroes. And you have the ultimate heroes kind of, like, finally coming up and, like, joining this battle. And you have, you have Jane Foster Thor, like, rallying the Thors who are, like, against Doom now. And, and it's just, like, all this shit's happening. And I don't know. I don't feel like Doom can take that many fucking people. That's why, that's why it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what happens in the eighth and final issue of Secret Wars. Because there's, there's a lot of shit going down. Like, Maestro, like, gets together all the Hulks. What the fuck? He's leading a team of fucking Hulks. <laughs> Doc- How many Hulks are talking about? Like a uh, hundred Hulks? All of the Hulks, Hulks, Chris. All, All of the them. Hulks. <laughs> Maestro is leading every Hulk against Doom, and then you have you have um, both Reed Richards, the Ultimate version, and and the regular version are coming up with some sort of like plan to. So on this one page, they drew twenty three different Hulks. That's amazing. That's more than all, enough. They're all shouting smash. <laughs> so they have um they have a Reed Richards and Reed Richards Jr., I'm gonna call him the ultimate Reed Richards. They're, they have this plan that's sort of like blow up the Death Star kind of thing where they have someone pilot a ship into like you know the center. So they're trying to steal something from Doom. And I think I think it's gonna like you, the fucking problem is that these issues come out too far apart, so I don't remember what the fuck the plot point is. But essentially, Reed Richards and Reed Richards Jr. are trying to steal something from Doom. And so, they need Star-Lord to pilot a ship into Doom Castle, I think, to sort of take whatever the fuck it is they're looking for. And also, you have Namor and, and Black Panther like doing some shit over by the shield. And that's the issue. It's just it's a huge war. It's like the huge like the big war broke out. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's getting ready to fuck up Doom. Winter has come to Battleworld <laughs> and it's just everyone's fighting. That's that's it, that's this issue. And if you've been reading Secret Wars, there's no no point in stopping at this point. You you committed. So you might as well just read this. Uh last one. Avengers number 1, all new all different. So this is 
the new Avengers team that's Jane Foster, Thor, Captain America, Sam Wilson, um, Tony Stark, Iron Man. You got um, whatever the fuck his name is, Baby Nova, Miles Morales, <laughs> Miles Morales, uh, Spider Man. You got um, what's her name, Kamala, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, yeah, Miss Marvel. Marvel, and then you got robot friend Vision, and they're the all new, all different Avengers. The thing is, is that with every issue one, you're gonna have to have the team. It, I feel like it's. It feels like almost the first Avengers movie, where it's like, we gotta get them all together now! Where it's like, all the heroes are separate, and they're they're not yet coming together as a team, but they're laying down the groundwork for them to become a team. You know what I mean? Um, so, you have... There's this funny part in the beginning of the book where Sam Wilson, Captain America, saves um, people from falling off a bridge... And a bunch of Girl Scouts show up behind him asking for, like, him to buy Girl Scout cookies from them. And he's got, like, five bucks in his hand, so he can only afford one box of cookies. And he doesn't know which Girl Scout to to buy cookies from because everyone's watching and he doesn't know what to do. And he looks in the crowd and he sees Tony Stark, like, in the crowd. And he's, like, he motions to him, like, lend me some money. And Tony Stark opens his wallet and it's empty. He's like, I got no money. <laughs> so he's, like, stuck. And and he ends up just saying that, hey, look, it's Tony Stark. Don't you want a picture with him? And so they all pose for, like, a photo op with, with Tony Stark and, and Captain America. And, um... And um, it's interesting because I, I haven't read a lot of Captain America with Sam Wilson, but he mentions to Tony Stark that race seems to be like a much bigger part of his job than he anticipated because everyone's sort of like reacting to the fact that he's he is Captain America, but he's also like black. And when he's going to buy the Girl Scout cookies, you hear, there's like some people in the crowd who are, who assumes that he's going to like buy the cookies from like the black girl. <laughs> And so it's it's interesting that they're that they're sort of addressing that directly, and um, yes, yeah, so he's he says you know having camera phones and cable news agenda izing your every move into a racially biased biased narrative is it, he says it's part of the job he says but it's a bigger part of the job than I, that I anticipated and so I think it's interesting that. That they're tackling that with his character, and um, Tony Stark's got a flying car, so like that happens. Uh, then you have uh, Miles shows up towards the end of the issue, and w- it, what's interesting is that Miles obviously is from the Ultimate Universe, and he's here in the regular Marvel Universe, and you you get the sense in this issue that they're going to try to answer. Or at least get into the fact that that this is this is a thing because Tony Stark doesn't know who this Spider-Man is. Like he saves him, but he actually there's there's some like big explosion going on, and there's like some villain shows up, and Tony's initial reaction is that Miles is the culprit. He's like some knockoff Spider-Man, sort of like an imposter, and Miles sort of convinces him that he's one of the good guys, and so you have this sort this like makeshift like three team of of Captain America, Tony Stark and Miles going to see what what the problem is and Tony Stark's car becomes an Iron Man suit. <laughs> so he's got a car that can fly and then the the flying car like like turns into a transformer, which is just a, like a big bulky um, kind of looks Man like suit. a Hulkbuster. It looks like a Hulkbuster, right? I think it's a little smaller than one, though. 
But um, so the three of them get together. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it doesn't go well. It does not go well for the three of them when they get together. And um, you don't you don't get to see um, Jane Foster Thor doesn't make an appearance in this issue. You don't see Vision in this issue. You see Baby Nova and you see Miss Marvel, but they're sort of the B story. They're they're the backup, and it's essentially just the first time the two of them ever met. And it doesn't go well. Because it seems like Nova's sort of crushing on Miss Marvel, and Miss Marvel isn't having any of it. And she thinks he's kind of a jerk. And so you have you have this interaction between them. Well, that's like Nova's personality. He's a douchebag. Yeah, and then like he it's just a lot of awkward moments between them where where they're thinking one thing and they're saying a different thing to each other. So it's it's a good issue. Um I'm probably gonna pick up the second issue, but it's sort of the double-edged sword of having a, a book that is trying to introduce all these new elements and also make them a team where it's like they have to lay the groundwork. They have to set up the reason for them to come together. But at the same time, it's like, I just, I just want to see them together. I just want to see them as a team already. Because I, I kind of know all these characters except for Baby Nova. Like, I don't know anything about them. But, like, I just want to see them together. Does Baby Nova have a number one coming out? Yeah, so, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. There's this funny kind of ad towards the back of the book. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, so it's like, follow the ongoing adventures of the all-new, all-different Avengers this month in The Mighty Thor number one, Nova number one, Miss Marvel number one, The Vision number one, Invincible Iron Man number three, and then Sam Wilson, Captain America number three, and then it shows the head of, of Miles, and he's like, and state, and he's like, it's like, and I'll have a book soon, <laughs> like dot, dot, dot. It's like, yeah, me too, guys. I'm gonna have one, and I'm I'm really I'm actually really interested in in Miles' the Spider-Man book because I I want to know like how he's adjusting to the universe that he like wasn't born in, like does he remember the Ultimate Universe or is his memories different? Is his family there? I, I haven't been following him in the Ultimate Universe, but I'm really interested in him in the main Marvel Universe, and I'm interested in him being a part of the Avengers. What what's Miles' book? Spider Man. Is it just called Spider Man? Yeah, just Spider Man. Mm. I might have to pick that up. Speaking of Miles, did you did you guys see the Miles Morales uh, fan film that came out this past week? I didn't get a chance. I didn't to. get a chance to see it's it. It's really really well done. I I think that's a, I think this, uh, again like the MCU missed out on the big opportunity not bringing in Miles and. This fan film was like a, a re- it's a really cool proof of concept of how well he can work, how in, in the on the big screen. Miles is really cool, so I'm, I'm I'm interested in seeing more of him, and I'm 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 interested in seeing them him interact with Miss Marvel and Baby Nova because I feel like they're really inexperienced, but Miles has kind of got his shit together. Even though they're all around the same age, I feel like Miles might be their like de facto. Well, because Miles was pretty much trained by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so I, I feel like he's going to be their de facto sort of, like, mentor to the other kids. I feel like a lot of the Avengers, it, it feels a lot like you have the the seasoned team members, and they're try- maybe trying to also train the younger members. Because you see Miss Marvel, Baby Nova, and Miles are kind of like the junior members. And then you have Vision, Captain America... Iron Man, and you have Thor, and they're sort of more 
sees though though I, I will say that Sam Wilson's new to being Captain America, yeah, Jane Foster's new to being Thor. So really the only two like true vet vets are Tony Stark and Vision. So in a in a sense a lot almost all the Avengers are all new, all different. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it that, right? But yeah, it's interesting. Read it. And that's comics, right? You guys want to look at the pull list for uh, next week? This week? Hell yeah, I got it pulled up already. Uh, just to cite resources, uh, we're looking at midtowncomics.com uh, on their weekly release page. And so we're just going to go through, through this list blind, and we're going to pick out comics that catch our eye and we're interested in. So we're going to start off with Dark Horse. Any ones you guys are interested in? These are the comics coming out the week of November 18th. So Which is the day that this podcast goes up. When, when this podcast goes up, this is what's coming out. So let's see. Dark Horse. Uh, I don't really see anything for Dark Horse. Just same. No, not really. DC's got Action Comics. Although I don't follow Action Comics anymore, but... This is this is interesting. Um, there's a new title or new number one called Batman Europa, and does he go um, to space? I literally don't know anything about it, but the, but that, there, yeah, there's a Jimmy Lee cover and it looks cool. Let's see. The impossible has happened, and Batman is on the verge of being taken down by an enemy that he cannot defeat, a virus for which there is no cure, and the only hope for his salvation is the Joker. Of Who course. infected Batman? What does the clown prince of crime know and how will the dark knight get that information together the enemies crisscross europe desperate to find answers before time runs out okay all right so it's it's batman euro trip with the joker so they're gonna go on a road trip together okay yeah to stop a virus that sounds like the plot for arkham city (laughs) pretty much Godzilla and Hell Number 5 is coming out for IDW. I bet seen a lot of crazy shit this week, like last week. Last week was like every other fucking book was like, oh, I want to read this too. Um, I don't really see anything that I... Nothing crazy for Image, unless you're into Invincible. New issue coming out. Marvel. Astonishing Ant-Man 2. Black Knight, Volume 4, Number 1. What the hell is Black Knight? I don't know. What do you do when it's your destiny to be damned for centuries? That is the question that has plagued each wielder of the Ebony Blade. With all of them eventually meeting untimely ends due to the sword's curse, and as the question of the current Black Knight, Dane Whitman, must ask himself as his addiction to the blade grows ever stronger and he finds himself in the aptly named weird weird world. (laughs) I can't read. It uh, looks like a, a weird world book. Weird world. Weird world. He kind of just looks like Nova with a sword. Sword Nova. Let's see, you got Captain America. Another issue of Deadpool comes out. Extraordinary X-Men number two. So I might pick that up. That sounds interesting. Mighty Thor number one. Hell yeah! Gotta pick Hell that shit up! Hell yeah! Definitely. Stop screaming, right? That's probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the regular cover looks better than any of the variants I see. I like I like this angle of, of Thor because it's it's very much like 
almost Breaking Bad, where she's got cancer and she's going to die, and she's like having to use her Thor powers, but it's like killing her at the same time. Sounds sounds badass. It does. Did did they establish what kind of cancer? I'm, sh- it was? I'm sure it's established in Thor itself. I don't know. In like in like Od- Odinson Thor. Miss Marvel number one is also coming out. God, there's like a million variants for Miss Marvel. She's really popular and she's really awesome. There's this weird book called Secret, Secret Wars, Wars 2, Two that I'm not cr- so crazy about. I just love the cover because it's like an '80s yearbook, and it's got Doctor Doom with like a Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that, Chris? Yeah, it's pretty. Fantastic. Charles Xavier is right next to him. <laughs> yeah, it's, and then like. The whole, like, planet is, like, <laughs> is, like, one of the pictures in the yearbook. Is that knockoff? Probably. Uh, it's just, it's a really funny cover. I It's supposed to be, like, a comedy tie-in to Secret Wars. I just, I don't know if I'll be picking it up, but, yeah. Also, Spider-Woman number one is coming out. She's pregnant. She fights bad guys while being pregnant. I don't think that's a good idea. I can't be safe. I mean, I mean listen. Unless the baby has, like, super... Amazing powers it's, as well. It's a prerogative, right? Don't tell her what to do. I, I I'm just I'm I mean, concerned for the baby. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, so Star Wars Vader's the Vader down crossover is happening. Do you guys know anything about yeah, that? Yeah, he he goes down and he's like nah, and then he fights back. Vader down. Oh, okay, there you go. There's, there's so a it's Vader meets long. Rocky. <laughs> Darth Vader accidentally finds himself facing off against the Rebel fleet on his own. The Rebels will learn the true strength of the dark side of the Force. Once Vader crashes on a nearby planet, the Rebellion is willing to risk everything for this once-in-a-lifetime chance to take out one of their biggest enemies. Luke, Vader, Leia, Aphra, Han, Chewie, and all manner of droid good and evil. So listen, I'm going to be real honest. I think Vader survives. I think all the Rebels involved survive. Or... Spoilers, well, Dad. Spoilers. Like, I, 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 you know what? It could be. It could go either way. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna say, I'm, a, I'm a lay, lay it on the line right here and say that Vader and Luke make it episode five. I, I need this cover of Star Wars issue twelve variant with Greedo. Yeah, Greedo action figure. I'm actually behind an issue on Star Wars. I need to pick up issue twelve and also, I mean, issue eleven, issue twelve, and the latest. Issue of oh, Vader. Vader. I don't know if I'm going to pick up Vader down. Star it's, Lord number one comes out. Vader down sounds interesting, but I feel like some, that's something I'm going to want to read in a in a trade. Unless it's going to do that bullshit where it crisscrosses into both series, and then you get no choice but to follow it. Well, Vader down is a one shot. But it says part one. Ugh. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't got Marvel. Listen, I'm not made of money, okay? I don't. I don't work fifty hours a week like this guy over here, okay? I can't. I can't afford all these books you're throwing at me. I'm gonna try, but I feel you, man. Like last week, I spent like forty four dollars on comics, and the week before, it was like thirty five. Like you're killing me, yeah, Marvel. I can't keep following all me. these books. I gotta. I gotta start being real choosy in a minute. So that'll be interesting once once that time comes. Anyway. That was your comics wrap-up for the week. And you look at what's coming out this week. You guys want to move on to video games? Hell Specifically, yeah. Fallout 4. This is our Fallout extravaganza 
fun fest topic roundtable. I don't know how much of a roundtable and... you can do if we've only been talking about it for like fucking a week and we've only played about a week worth yeah. of game. I've I've got like twelve hours in there. I have about eight, if that. I have more than twelve, definitely. I think I have maybe like twenty-five. Go home, Chris. I mean, Take a nap. I I've been playing so much Fallout. <laughs> You're like me with Metal Gear, and once Metal Gear came out, I was just like, boom, fucking, give me all the hours. All the hours. Yeah, so, th- initial thoughts. Um, what do you guys think of Fallout 4? We've been waiting for this game for a really long time, and there there was a lot of hype during E3. Like peop- It was like a religious experience. God, this game is fucking amazing. This game is just fucking amazing. Yeah, I-, I-, I can say without hesitation, this is already my game of the year. Spoilers, Chris. A little tour. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, we'll see about sorry. that. We'll see about that once December rolls around. Yeah, this game is, like, fucking... I don't know, it's, like, amazing. I'm in love with it. At work today, I I was so excited uh, talking to a customer about this game that it made him want it, and he bought it. I was like, fuck yeah. Dude. Well played, man. Yeah, it, like, sold itself. I was just explaining to him what the game was about, and as I was explaining it to him, I was hyping myself up about the game, and... Yeah. I mean, okay, so I, f- I feel you when you say that it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I'm not so sure if it's going to knock Metal Gear Solid off the throne yet, but that's that's a conversation for another day. I mean, I never said that. All right, so I'm just not. Chris fucking seems pretty convinced about I'm that. I'm saying it. Stan, I'll take you Chris, on. Chris, you played like, what, fucking two hours of Metal Gear? Get out of here. You can't, you can't form <laughs> a, an honest opinion off of, like, two hours of Metal Gear? Come on. Get, get with the program. That's true. I need to catch you gotta up. You got to play more. I need to beat the you game. You play at least. I don't. I don't want to give you a time limit, but you got to play some. Before I already we have do. like fucking thirty hours in that game. Yeah, you have enough to form a, a solid opinion. This guy though, fucking, <laughs> this fucking guy over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I only have. I'll, yeah, you know. I, I'll take it back. You only have like ten hours of gameplay. Fucking of like. Metal I mean, Gear. If, if Big Boss is wearing goggles, fucking game in the end. Tell you how much, like, right now, like, alright, so let's move on. <laughs> you already, you already got true. all the yeah. dust from fucking yeah, Afghanistan. I was just gonna say, like, you're in Afghanistan, so there's your post apocalyptic. Oh, that's another reason why Fallout got an unfair advantage. It's post apocalyptic. He's so biased, this guy. You you can't uh, bring true. your biases <laughs> into the fucking conversation anyway. I'm just so excited about the game stand, I'm sorry. All right, we gotta talk about the opening. What do you, what did you think about the opening couple hours? About being in the pre-war, before the bombs drop. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like answering everyone in a sarcastic way. <laughs> it's just funny to hear what's gonna happen. <laughs> Unlike Fallout Three, there's no repercussions to it. I feel, I kind of miss being able to see like all the dialogue options and having like. 10 fucking different things you could say to characters because there was no voice actor but now that you have two different voice actors for the different genders it's it's not bad like honestly it's not it's not a bad thing it, it reminds you a lot about Mass Effect where you could choose if you want to like it gives you like kind of an idea of what each response is going to be like and you pick it so it doesn't bother me a lot I just I sort of miss the 
it's it's good and bad. I miss the extent of the the options you had to talk to people with, but I really like the fact that my character has a voice and I can kind of decide how they respond to things and I can hear it. Yeah. So it's like it's like give and take. I I like both versions. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me. But mm-hmm. I agree with Stan. It's just really refreshing to hear voice dialogue for everything. It makes a big difference to me. It gives it more dimension. It's definitely more immersive when you can see your character like saying lines rather than having to read them. As for the initial like 15-20 minute uh, tutorial slash I feel uh, like calling it a tutorial is very generous because the they I... really don't tell you much. <laughs> they tell you almost nothing. Yeah. Quote unquote in tutorial but I, I just love how seamlessly they integrated your special stat system and like the character creation just like right at the beginning it's like hey we're gonna go to the veterans war event in town so get ready and then right then literally after that you're in the bathroom and then you're sculpting your face i thought it was an ingenious plot point and then you spend like two or three hours making your character and that that, i just love that i think first starting out your character creation system is pretty in-depth in terms of like facial structure and like but I felt like they were somewhat limited in like hairstyles. You do find more in the wasteland. I guess I know late, you, later on you can go to a barber or you can go to like a facial reconstruction uh, surgeon. But for some specific characters where I wanted to create, like I wanted to recreate some anime characters, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just being too picky. I mean, the, the system compared to other games of the past, like... It's very in-depth, but I wish there was more. I mean, I've already seen so many good, like, customizable characters that, that have been created already. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, there there is a there is a couple articles, like, Nigel Thornbear is recreated, and uh, Geralt, Geralt from The Witcher. Beavis and Heisenberg Butthead. from Breaking Bad. Beavis and Butthead. Furiosa. Oh, why am I blanking? I'm blanking. There's there was there was more. Um, oh, someone did the Mass Effect. The whole Mass Effect. The whole Mass All Effect. Of oh, really? That's awesome. The character creator is really good. It's it's easy to lose a lot of time trying to get your character to look just right. And I definitely spent a lot of time that first night the game came out just fucking with my character's face to try to get it like the. Right amount of cheekbones. Got to get the the jaw just right. You got to you got to get nice and sculpted so it looks nice. Were you also one of the people who sculpted their significant other and just to watch him die? No. <laughs> so many people did. So really? listen, I, I'm pl- oh, I'm playing as a woman, so I'd have to make myself and watch myself die, which is which is morbid. <laughs> oh, I got some other characters. We got One Punch Man, Fry, McNulty, uh, Lewis, CK. Yeah, so the character creator is good enough that you can kind of wing it and like make anyone you want. David Beckham, Bruce Campbell, Shepard, the boss from Metal Gear Solid, Joel, Agent Peggy Carter, Tony Stark, Hank Hill, John Wick. So if, if, you, if you have a face, you could probably make it, is I think the point. We're trying to get at, except for John Cena. Except for John Cena, which you, you wouldn't be able to. <laughs> but um, the I like the opening a lot. I feel like it was like on fast forward. 
You know, everything happens so quickly. You're you're like barely in the pre-war era, and all of a sudden, the fucking game starts, which is almost the complete opposite of Fallout Three because they took a lot of time with you in the vault, getting you familiar with all the different sort of mechanics of the game, the VAT system. I don't think in this game they even like they don't explain. The they VAT don't tell you at all. anything about the VAT system. They don't say what button it is. They don't say like enter the VAT system or some shit. It's just like it's there. And how would you know if this was your first Fallout game to do that? I think they actually go over it slightly. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Where? Um, somewhere in the beginning, I remember it like... Well, I had pressed the button to activate the VAT system. So and you had ex- to press the button first. Yeah. And then it explained it to me, and then the window went away. And that yeah. was it. So like, if you never pressed the button, you wouldn't even fucking know. Yeah. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? I mean, during the loading screens, they might mention the VAT system, but, like, I There's didn't know There's also something what that they the mentioned in the loading was, so. screen, which they didn't for my game, but they did for my friend's game, and he happened to tell me, and it, it gave me a clear understanding of why I was dying so much. So, apparently, the more southern you go, the more harder the enemies become, and I just kept going south just because, because I wanted to explore. I don't know, I like to explore, like... From top to bottom, and then back up, and then back down, and like in a zigzag pattern, but up and down. And I was really far south at like level three. I was almost at Diamond City. <laughs> that's that's not where you want to be. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Even at level nine, I was like having some trouble over in the area surrounding Diamond City, just like. Having to run around. Good thing I got Cogsworth with me, who is like a total badass. Really? Yeah, that robot's like. I, I've been else. using I've been using dog meat mostly, but why why is Cogsworth so badass? Because he's like British, but then he's like murdering people, and he's also a robot, and he's like <laughs> he's just like charging at groups of raiders, just saying like, you know, I can't feel pain, right? And just like sawing them. There was like I was walking. That's awesome. I was walking. Oh to, my gosh! I was walking to Diamond City. And I had Cogsworth with me, and we're walking, and it's nighttime, and I look, and I see, like, this huge fucking animal, and it's it's a Yaogwai, which is a giant irradiated bear, right? And so the bear just looks at me, and I have my, my laser rifle, and I'm charging it up, and I only have two shots in it, so I shoot it, and then I shoot it again, it doesn't do anything to its damage, and Cogsworth just starts running in there, and he's just like, I'm gonna take this on, mum, and just fucking fighting the bear, and I have a... I have the double bear shotgun, so I'm, like, shooting the bear as it's running around. And then the bear gets back, and its health is kind of low. And it jumps at me, but Cogs is between me and the bear. And he just slices the bear's head off in slow motion. It's like, shoom! Are you serious? Yeah, in vats. Like, because I had the vats line up. And it just, shoom! And then the bear just, like, slides across the ground without a head on. And Cogsworth is like, did you get anything good off its body? And I'm like, this motherfucker right here is my man. This is my robot man. I need to use Cogsworth now. He's really awesome. Wait, wait, wait. How did, how did he slice that, the bear? He's, was he carrying a sword? He's or got just a saw like blade on his body. robot hands? He's got a little saw blade on the he's body. Got like That's a so saw badass. Oh, shit. Flamethrower. Yeah. He's got a flamethrower and a saw blade. And he just like fucking sliced the fucking bear's head right off. Just clean <laughs> off its body. Wait, so can you customize the weapons on Cogsworth? I don't know. I don't think so. I, the saw blade and the flamethrower is really all you need. What else do you need? <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been, using, cut I've been using that uh, General Chow's Revenge. Oh my god, that blade is fucking amazing. I'll go around to like raiders and I'll I'll smack them once and like they lose an arm and die. 
I'm like, god damn, what the fuck? And it does plus 50% damage to robot enemies. Like, the, the sword is fucking so good to have in the beginning of the game. Seriously, I'm, I'm going full melee for my build, and just going melee is just so, so much fun. The problem um, with that... Like, right now... The, the problem with that is that you're, you're, you're gonna run into mole rats with mine strapped to them. I, yeah, but... And then you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah, that's Well, that's why I'm beefing up on armor and, like, certain perks that give me, like, super endurance, like, like rooted. And eventually I want to get, like, adamantium skeleton and toughness and so whatever. So you're, you're planning but to be One Punch Man. I'm not One Punch Man because I, I haven't... I've been using melee weapons. I haven't been using unarmed combat or putting any, any stats into it yet. But I just love running around with all these... Cra- I have so many crazy weapons already. Like I have a serrated machete. I have a super sledge, which is a rocket-powered sledgehammer. And I just added the, an energy coil to it. So now it does uh, like energy damage. Um, I have Big Jim, which is a special monkey wrench with like a spike attached to it that cripples enemies. I have like a stealth combat knife. And I have a stealth serrated uh, switchblade, so I'm just going full melee. It's so good. But oh yeah, Stan, I wanted to go back to the beginning. Like, I totally agree with you. Like it just feels like you really are dropped in the middle of the game. Which now I think of it, that's pretty. That's pretty meta considering the, the plot, where it's like the opposite of Fallout Three, where you're a man at a time. You're basically Cap America, and you wake up, and it's and the world's gone to shit. But, I don't know, I do agree, like, for new players, it's, I think Fallout 4 could be kind of daunting, because, like, there's no tutorial, basically, and I feel like you're gonna do a lot of trial and error experimentation before you get your footing. Like, for me, I, I, I got it immediately because I played so much Fallout 3, you know? I didn't have any, any difficulty falling right back into the game and knowing, sort of, how certain things work. There was differences in like the the level up system is different in how the perks are laid out and how it's connected to special and how you can put points into special when you level up now. And you know, in order to have like these certain perks, you need to have like a specific specific level in one of the areas. So you need seven strength if you want, or six strength if you want like strong back or something like that, which is like essential because you're picking up all this crap. And you need all that carry weight, because fuck the carry weight in this game. Not being able to carry anything. Like, I had, like, all this shit in my backpack, and then I had, like, all this shit on dog meat. I don't know where the fuck dog meat was storing all these guns and shit that I was picking up, but he was. <laughs> so. Dog meat has access to hammer space, so it's a pocket dimension, so. There you go. <laughs> dog meat has the equivalent of, uh, of Ghost Racer's car. Yeah, he's got a trunk that just goes to hell. Put all the shit in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's one of the things that annoys me because like the game it, it, it encourages you or it makes you scavenge for everything, and I'm always maxing out on weight, and I have to like fast travel back to my base, then reload or or unload, and then go back in, and then five minutes later, I'm already stocked up on junk again. One of the things I really love, though, is that how you can look at a container and it'll tell you exactly what's inside so you don't have to open it up. That's, like, one of my favorite. So I, I look at, like, a cabinet, and I was like, okay, this is in here. I'll take it. Instead of having to, like, walk up to it, open it up, look at the menu, switch it out. So that's cool. And they do a lot of little streamlining things like that throughout the game. So 
That's awesome. Though, like, I feel like in in their desire to make the leveling up system more simplified and straightforward, they you sort of lose certain perks. Like, I know in previous games I've had a perk that lowers certain stats but gives you bonuses to perception if you're wearing glasses. Like, if you're wearing glasses, you get a plus in, like, whatever. But if you're not wearing glasses, it's a negative in, like, two other stats or something like that. And... It's really good because my my characters tend to wear glasses a lot, because I wear glasses, so they're like usually smart, like nerdy types with like swords and eyeglasses. <laughs> but although right now I'm playing sort of like a wasteland, sort of um, like a lone ranger type character, she's got like a she's got like a cowboy hat on, she's got a pair of goggles on, she's got like a, a red bandana over her face, and she's got like a pistol and a shotgun, and she's just roaming the wasteland, just like doling out fucking wasteland justice. So, so here's the thing with my character. Everyone was wondering why, like all of my friends who came over and saw my character, was wondering why I was rocking the Walter White. So I'm wearing like just a harness. And the reason for this is because I picked up a harness plus plus, and it gives me more defense than any other armor I've found so far. This shit gives me like, like plus 10 defense, and I was like, so this harness is going to give me 10 defense, but this sweet ass jacket is going to give me nothing. And that's unmodded. Yeah, it's not even modded. That's one of the <laughs> things that, that I was... That I was looking at that's kind of kind of sucks is that you can't lay armor pieces over any piece of clothing. Well, yeah, it's only of... specific ones. Like if you f- if you find a that's suit really or a annoying. Or yeah. a dress, you can only do it with your vault suit. Yeah, like the harness. Uh, I can I can rock like the shoulder, uh, the arms, the legs, but I can't do anything with the torso. So he's forever gonna be in his underwear. Yeah, that's what. That's... I hope they patch in the ability to wear any piece of clothing with the armor. Because, because I, because I know that there's, there's like these suits and these dresses that you find. So it'd be great to have like a fucking Sunday dress with just like armor strapped all over it, over it and shit. You know. I mean, that would go for Chris and his like post-apocalyptic fanboyness. <laughs> it's weird. Like, like, like I'm trying to create a character that's like it's a ninja. I, I don't know how far you you guys are in One Punch Man, but well, Stan knows. I'm trying to recreate Speed of Sound Sonic, who's Saitama's rival, and right now he looks nothing like Sonic. He he he's wearing like because of because of the limitations. I need armor because my guy he only has he has like crazy low endurance, so he doesn't have a lot of health. And so I, I'm really relying on the, like heavy armor, and you know I can only wear the vault suit, uh, like Raider leathers, long johns. And, um, yeah, the harness. Wow, I could I blanked out. So I'm re- like as as much as Bethesda wants player freedom, I find that pretty upsetting because like I I have all these really cool costumes. Like I um I, I ran into the Trigger Men in Diamond Cities. They're basically a bunch of 1920s esque gangsters who wear fedoras and three piece suits. And I was like, yo, I want to wear armor over that, and I can't because because I can't. I feel like, it, and it has no defense at all. I think Bethesda will uh, soon do like a patch of what Stan's saying. 
I think it's only a matter of time. Either that or you have to bite the bullet. You just got to wear, you got to go with either fashion or safety. And sometimes, you know, you roll in the wasteland, you just want to be fashionable. <laughs> Can't always just have safety. Like, uh, my first character, um, I took a photo of this and posted it on Facebook. Uh, she was rocking a red dress. So I wanted to go through that the red uh, the wasteland with, like, a giant goss gun and kill super mutants in a red dress. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I can't. Because I'll die in five seconds. I mean, raise up your defense, raise up your HP. You'll you, be good. You grab the perks for toughness. Give yourself max toughness. Load up on endurance and... Adamantium team skeleton, and you're done. And cannibalism. Yeah. Cannibalism. Make yourself solar-powered. That's it. What'd you name your character, Andy? Uh, I named my character Satan. <laughs> does he say, Does Cogsworth say Satan? He doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I wanted. You know what's weird is that Cogsworth will say Andy, he'll say Chris, but he won't say Stan. Are you serious? Yeah. It's some kind of weird conspiracy that... But Stan, you found yourself in the game, though. You found yourself in the lunchbox. I found two different instances where there was, like, the name Stanley. It was, like, some journal entry that I found that mentions a character named Stanley, and then I found a lunchbox with the Like, the Vault Tech lunchbox with Stan in, like, magnetic letters on it. S-T-A-N. So there's some kind of conspiracy. There's going to be some kind of... The final boss is going to be, like, some guy named Stan. His, his name is going to be called Podcaster Stan. Because you're just finding, like, these clues about him around the wasteland. I think it's me. Honestly, I think it's me in the game. You're just finding these clues about where I'm ending up. You got the journal entry earlier in the game, then later you find my lunchbox. Where's Sean? <laughs> Tell me where you took him! <laughs> Jason! Yo, like... Imagine it's like a Bioshock Infinite kind of ending where, like, the future Stan goes back in time, steals your kid... It goes back to the future. I think it's weird that Fallout 3 is about finding your father and this game is about finding your son. Yeah, but it's, it's an interesting kind of... Like, if you played Fallout 3 when it came out and now you're old enough to have kids. <laughs> so, now you can, you, can, you can be in that role now. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, see? There you go. See, you were a kid, playing as can, a kid. Can the voice of Sean have Liam Neeson's voice? Because that would like be 12. amazing. <laughs> I think it should be Terry <laughs> Crews. I think all of Fallout should be redone to just be Terry Crews. I wouldn't be able to... I would turn the volume off. <laughs> It'd be too much. What about Sam Jackson? <laughs> Maybe my character. That's it. Just, just your character who's a female? Yes. Why not? You got me there. Why not? So yeah, um, in Diamond City... You talk to a shop merchant. I can't remember if it was like the weapons owner. Yeah, or yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's like the weaponsmith. And he casually name dropped the Capital Wasteland, and I, I was freaking out. This just made me want a Fallout centric MMO where like you, inter- you can all interact with everyone else's characters, and you can chill around in Boston. If you want, you can go to D.C. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can travel all the way across the country to California. I would... I, I just need it. I just want the entire United States as your playground and Fallout. That would be so amazing. Awesome. Uh, it'll take, like, ten years to make because, like, I mean, it took, what, like, three years, four years for this game to come out? Yeah. I'm okay with it being this yeah. size. I don't want to wait Kingdom Hearts time for a fucking Fallout game. So I have a weird, funny experience to share. Sure. So, 
I was exploring a hospital. And I was like, well, maybe I can find stem packs here because I was running low on stem packs. So I was like, a hospital. That's a good place to find stem packs. So I'm clearing out. Uh, I'm just clearing out there like a few floors to this basement. So I'm clearing out the floors of enemies. So I get towards the the bottom floor of uh, the basement. So I see an enemy. He spots me. Uh, I shoot at him. I miss. And he runs down a corridor. So I was like, uh, okay. So I'll just wait for him to come back or come upstairs so I can kill him. So I'm waiting like five minutes. He never comes back. So I was like, uh, all right, let me see where he's at. So I jumped down. And when I jumped down and turned the corner, I see his dead body on the floor. So I was like, uh, like, like what just happened? Did the game glitch? Whatever, I don't care. So I walk down the hallway, and a death claw comes from behind oh, the corner. And I was like, nah, fuck this. Oh. I ain't ready. And I left. I haven't gone back since. <laughs> I'm not going back. I had oh, this experience wrong. Wait, where is this hospital uh, nearby? It's north of north of Diamond City. Like, like very short north of Diamond City. Mm. Yeah, you should just not be in that area. You're I level. shouldn't be. I was level four. Yeah. There's... But I took out all those mercenaries, no problem. I don't know, man. I had two funny moments in the game. Uh, the first one, in Diamond City, there's a um, there's like a standoff. A brother is facing off against another brother. And then the Diamond City security blasts one of the brothers' head off. And everyone's just standing around in shock. And you know how in the game where if you're like in Diamond City or another place, you're not allowed to steal. It has like a, a red font. Well, I, I, I was looking around. I was like, Maybe I should I should try something. So like while everyone's watching it right after this event happened, I looted <laughs> the brother's corpse. And no one batted an eye. It's like, yes, I, I ran away. Uh, I got Scott, ran away scot-free. It was awesome. So you just like nonchalantly looted this dead body after like his brother killed him in front of everyone. Well, the security, uh, the security killed him, and like the other brother, he was still mourning and in shock. And right you in just... front of his brother, I just looted the corpse, and it, like <laughs> and, all the way down to his underwear. And oh like, the, the crowd was just like they're just, just like they're like they didn't know what to do. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I, I just ran off with this shit and I sold it. It was great. And the other thing I love about Fallout is just how quirky and weird it is. Because I was doing a side quest where I was talking to this guy who's this baseball fanatic. And he was telling me, like, the great history and pastime, which is baseball. And he's like, yo, you know, you know this place? This was once a stadium where people play baseball. And how the sport worked is players and teams would dress up in power armor and with these bats they would hit each other until the first until the <laughs> entire team dies. And and they would catch bullets with the baseball mitts. I'm like, wait, this is not baseball. And then I I, I told my I, I pressed square and my character is like, yo, that's not baseball. It's like four four balls, three strikes, th- uh, four bases, home runs. And the guy was like, I like my rules better. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was I was dying. And then and then he 
he sends me on a quest to get autographed baseball memorabilia. So I, I, I get it. I bring it back to him. And he's like, he's looking at a baseball card. And he's looking at the stats. And he's like, yo, this is so amazing. Do you know what these numbers mean? The numbers mean how many people they've killed in a single match. <laughs> I was dying again. It was like, you're getting everything wrong. <laughs> but it was so, it was so great. I remember I was, I was walking through Concord on my way to this factory where I had to clear out for one of the settlements. And I, I stopped because I saw this basketball court. And I was like, oh shit, it's a basketball court. And there's like a basketball in the center of the court. And I was like, oh, let me like walk, let me climb climb into the basketball court and pick up the, the ball and try to shoot it to a hoop, right? So I walk in and, and I pick up the basketball and I turn around towards the hoop and <laughs> there's a man's dead body like shoved into the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> like someone picked up a man and shoved him into the hoop of the basketball. <laughs> the basketball hoop. And his like his arms are dangling off the sides of the hoop, and his body is just like hanging down. I'm looking up at him, and I walk over and I just strip his body of his clothes and his like, his like fucking gear, and he's just he was just there. And I, and I turn around again and I see like this um this fire escape, just like this big apartment building, but there's this fire escape going all the way up. And the top floor is like blown out, so it's like open in the air. And I'm like, I wonder. I bet you there's something really cool up there. So I leave the basketball court. I go up to all the um, the flights of the the um, fire escape till I reach the top floor. And it's it's this apartment building, but it's all blown out. Like all the windows and the the walls and the roof is just like all destroyed. And I and I see a kitchen, and I turn in the kitchen, and in the kitchen sink is a severed head. And I'm like, this ain't good. I know this ain't good. So then I, I turn, and and then I I see like the door to the bedroom on my left and I turn and there's this raider in full power armor, like raider power armor with his back to me just looking out the window over through the whole wasteland and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I, I pull out my laser rifle and I just like, I crank it till it's like two charges and then I, I like crouch down so it's snuck, so it's like sneak and I sneak attack him with a rifle and I hit him and it's like most of his health. And he turns at me, he starts charging at me, and I do it again in slow motion, and bats, like, boom, and he, like, bursts into, like, ash. There's just, like, ashes everywhere. And I enter the bedroom, and there's there's a bed in the center of the bedroom, and there's two nightstands. On each nightstand is another separate head, and there's two bodies, like, dangling from the ceiling. (laughs) And I'm like, holy shit, this apartment... And this fucking guy, this, raider, who, is this like... raider who lived in this apartment, was like the fucking king of Concord or some shit. And I just took him out, and I like, I like looted the raider fucking power armor pieces off his body, and I took a, took a nap in the bed. <laughs> but it was it was fucking crazy. You just climbing up, and there's just separate heads everywhere. And I'm like, what the hell is the story of this apartment and this fucking guy living in it? I didn't ask him any questions. I turned him to ash, so I'll never know. But it was fucking crazy. I mean, maybe he thought he he ruled over Concord, and uh, that's why he was overlooking it. That's what it seemed like. He was just surveying his fucking kingdom and some shit till till I came in with my fucking laser rifle, <laughs> doling out the wasteland justice, man. Stealing people's power, <laughs> and basketball hoop dead bodies. I kept the basketball, so. <laughs> I love how early in the game you get power armor. So it's it's really it's really awesome. Like the minigun, and you're fighting the death claw, and then. I ran out of ammo, so I dropped it. I pulled out my machete. It went melee. It was great. And um, have you have you guys been experimenting nope. with the armor? <laughs> my power, my power armor uh, ran out of energy in that 
on top of that building. So I stripped the power armor of its parts, and I took that shit back with me, and I left the, like... You can you can walk in the thing, you know, you just... You can, like, climb in the back of it, and you can just walk regularly. Or fast travel, you can like, do that, too. The... Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. And I think you can fast travel while you're wearing it. I didn't bother, because the only time that I tried to do it, there were enemies around, mm. and I couldn't fast travel, so I was like, fuck it. I don't normally like power armor in Fallout games. Like the last in Fallout Three, I like barely wore it because it was just really heavy, really annoying to wear. But I really like it in this game because it's less of like armor that you put on and more like an Iron Man suit that you climb into. So that's what I like it a lot. Where you just like open it up and you just climb right inside and you just like super powerful for a brief time. So I like it. I just haven't been using it much it's it's just kind of chilling at the shop waiting for me to get better parts yeah same with me um i picked up two almost complete raider uh raider variants but i haven't really been using it um the only time i I done it was with that first mission but um one of my early perks that i picked up was um the pain train perk where basically, if you're using power armor, if you sprint and run into someone, they do explosive damage to them, and it's really awesome. So I was just sprinting right through enemies and like knocking them aside, and, they, and like three quarters of the health bar vanishes. I don't know. I just by now I have a lot of um, what's it called fusion cores. I have like ten of them, so I can use them. I can use the power armor a lot, but right now I'm just having a lot more fun just being super stealthy and sneak attacking people. I'm I just having my fun going in guns blazing and shooting everything. That yeah, I, I love having a. I love that you can load up your guns on the the favorites bar, and you can just tap on the D-pad and pick at will. So I have like my pistol, my double barrel shotgun, and then I have my laser rifle. So I got all ranges covered, and then I got a a, a bladed tire iron. Just in case they get close enough to me. See, for my favorites, I have the top is all of my grenades. The right is all of my guns. Down is all of my medical stuff. And then left is uh, all of my melee weapons. I got like Nuka-Cola and Stimpaks on the bottom. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I have the same setup as well. I also, I also like that they added the ability to pistol whip. In the game, like there's a whole button yeah. that you could like knock people around with your guns. It's like it's really good. Oh my god, pistol whipping people is so much fun. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I've been adding machetes to all my guns. It's so fun. We're <laughs> well, not machetes. Um, I feel like bayonets. Metal Gear really wow. helped me in this game a lot because I'm just like I'll shoot them, and then I'll run up real quick before they can re- respond and just like fucking CQC them like just beat the shit out of them with my gun knock them to the ground it's just it's so good and then I'm just like when you're when you're Metal Gear and you you get caught and you need to fight your way out you get really real scrappy you know what I mean like you'll climb up on top of roofs and shit and you'll just like hide underneath things and that's what I'm doing in Fallout I'm like like group the 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 same area that you were having trouble with around the factory area, I was like murdering them. I was like running up the fucking the ramps and I was jumping on top of roofs of roofs of buildings. It's like do 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 like running underneath. It's just crazy. The problem is that I'm so used to all the controls from Metal Gear that I keep getting fucked up and in, in Fallout. Where I'll I'll try to press the um the touchpad to bring up my Pip Boy like the iDroid. Oh, I keep doing that too. 
and then like I'll press circle to reload, but it's actually the Pip Boy button. And so I, I kind of start swapping the buttons so the reload's on the circle, and Pip Boy's on the square, so I can reload like a Metal Gear. And I made Vats the like binoculars button. And so even, even as soon as I change it, I started remembering the fucking Fallout buttons. So I started pressing the correct buttons. <laughs> it, you can't win. But they're currently set to like Metal Gear mode. My control set. Yeah. See, Stan, I'm the opposite. Like uh, in Metal Gear, I try to be really See, stealthy. I mean, I me too. Like I'm pretty good at stealth, metal. But... Metal Gear. Metal Gear's stealth is not stealth. It's going and kill them all. I mean, that's what Metal Gear Five is. I know. <laughs> I know, but I like to think I I I like to think that I'm good at stealth, but it's not working. And this is it's it's transitioning into my Fallout gameplay. Because I'm loading up on on agility, so I have a lot in sneak. But what's happening over and over again, I, I, I crawl or I do stealth mode, and I always get discovered. And I've only gotten one sneak kill, and it shouldn't have been a sneak kill. Because I was walking into, or I was crouched and stealthing into a room. And there was this raider just sitting in this couch. And... I don't know why she didn't see me, because it wasn't like she was facing away from me. I was definitely, definitely within her peripheral vision, and I was I got, like, five feet away from her, and I just waited for, like, three seconds, and she didn't even turn, she didn't even move, she wasn't even sleeping, and I just shrugged, and I, I, I hacked her head off with my machete, and I got, like, a stealth kill bonus. I was like, what the hell? And, like, all this time, I've been trying to, like, sneak behind people... Or trying to kill people in their sleep, and they always wake up, and they always turn around. I don't know if it's because uh, I don't have enough stealth stats yet, or if my armor's too heavy and it's making too much noise. Even though I I've been using shadowed mods and muffled boots mods and stuff, but I don't know. I like I, right now I'm just really sucking as a ninja, as a barbarian. That's another hand because I rush in and like. Which means now you must change your Twitter to Kyo Ninja for Fire. That's it. You're fired, Chris. Never work in this ninja town again. Alright, so do you guys have any closing comments because we're running long? Um, I'm curious where, what the story or how like the main conflict is, is going to be. Because um, they've been hinting a lot at this giant enemy called the Institute. And... Which creates basically like um, androids and robots that are super realistic. They're basically they're basically creating terminators, like like deep cover infiltration units. I don't know if it's related to Sean's kidnapping or not. Again, I I don't I feel like I won't find out for a really long while because I've been just running around doing all the side quests first, um, as opposed to like the main mission, and I'm completely content with that. So, but then again, like Fallout. It's such a huge game, so I think it's gonna be a long time coming anyway. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where the story's going, but I'm not like in a huge rush. I'm like taking my time and I'm enjoying it. You know, like it took how long since Fallout Three, since New Vegas even, like so many years. So I don't want to rush through it. Same same thing with Metal Gear. Don't want to rush through it. So yeah. I think I'm going to wind up taking my time with this game. Uh, there's not a game that I'm interested in 
like really really interested in that comes out until I don't even wait. Know, what about maybe Star Wars April? Battlefront that comes out like this week? Yeah. I mean, there's Battle. Yeah, Star Wars is coming out yeah, next but, week. But Battlefront doesn't have a story mode. It's just online gameplay. It's true. So it's it's something that I would do to like to like kill time or whatever. But Fallout is something that I can immerse myself in and enjoy the story and you know. Yeah, I agree. It's like the last huge game of the year. Yeah, same thing like Call of Duty. I have Call of Duty, yes, but am I going to touch the story mode? It's probably going to take me like two hours to beat. Yeah, you probably knock that out in like an afternoon. Uh, I can seriously probably knock that out on like, I don't know, a lazy day home. Yeah. Not even the full day. I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops uh, earlier in the week. I did. I haven't. I, it's still in the wrapping. I, like I haven't even touched zombies mode yet. I've just been so engrossed in, in Fallout. We need to do that, Chris. Zombies mode. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we share. We should do. We should do that. Um, Stan, wait. Do you have Black Ops yet? Are you interested in zombies? <laughs> nah. No. Who's got time? I'll be playing Fallout until fucking the end of the year, and then I'm gonna go to Metal Gear. Stan oh yeah, like yeah, we should play fun. Metal Gear Online again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Metal Gear Online. Uh, Andy, you should, you should roll in with us. Pretty cool. My friend's borrowing my Metal Gear at the moment. Get that shit back, son. No. All right. Are we done here? Can Pretty we go much. Home? I think we're done. All right. I, we should go back and play more Fallout. Yes. We should go back and play more Fallout. I agree. All right, guys. So thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at SuperNerdPals. On Gmail. At Gmail. Same same name. SuperNerdPals at Gmail. Facebook.com slash group slash SuperNerdPals. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Wherever you can usually find us a fucking podcast, you know, we're probably there. That's all I'm going to say. SuperNerdPals.com. SuperNerdPals.com. Backslash DLC. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they find this episode. Backslash DLC. Oh, okay. Not really. Oh. Why are you leading them astray? Anyway... Guys, if you're listening, you enjoy you enjoy our antics. Please rate us on iTunes. Give us those five star reviews. Keep the dynasty alive. Keep it going. Got to keep that ratio up there. Get that nice, sweet, crisp five star ratings. We live and die by that shit. That's that good. That's that. Mmm. That's that good five star rating. Gets us on top of the list. Gets people to find us better and gives us better outreach. And most importantly, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell you what. Tell, all tell, the tell friends your tell your friends tell your enemies tell your dog Come on. tell your dog whether it's whether it's d-dog or dog meat i'm sure they'll be happy to know tell, tell your robot tell your yeah. robot tell servant. your robot butler who's also a british badass fuck it go on your roof and just scream into the night <laughs> like the raider <laughs> scream super nerd pals just at the top of your lungs someone someone will listen i'm sure but don't get stealth killed by someone named Stan while you're doing it. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe sure? tonight we'll figure out the mystery of uh, why Stan, why Cogsworth won't say Stan. Yeah. Maybe it's a forbidden name. We'll yeah, maybe it's it. like Voldemort. Voldemort of the Waste. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckface and boobies is good, <laughs> but Stan, nah. He must not be named. Nah. All right, guys, I think that's it. Stan, I hope the season pass includes yeah, your name. A bit yeah. better. Or patch it in. <laughs> patch it in with, like, my clothes. All right. So we're done? Exactly. Yeah, we're done. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week.
Bye. Thanks, guys.